Hi, welcome to Not So Aloney, the show where I, Aloney, hang out with a friend, and together we make stuff. This week, I'm with my friend Scott, and we're going to write a Star Trek movie. Enjoy. Alright, so, we do, we've been talking about Star Trek for a bit. Right. And I've watched all the new stuff, and you haven't yet, but you also watched all the old stuff, and I hadn't. Well, technically, I haven't seen the original series. I've went to Next Generation, and I've recently watched Voyager. And you also watched Deep Space Nine, which means you've watched everything that happens in the Next Generation universe. Right. And I've watched all the new stuff that happens in the new in the next in the Next Generation universe. The Abrams verse, as it is. I haven't seen shit in the Abrams verse. Ah. If nobody knows, in Star Trek, they couldn't get the rights when they wanted to reboot it as a movie. So Abrams was like, I know, I'm going to reboot it. I'm going to go in and I'm going to do what if Kirk became captain earlier. I actually like the movies. They're okay. I don't really, I haven't watched Discovery yet. I, I'm going to probably. I might watch it, but I really don't give a shit about that universe. Even though it is a cool concept, which is what if the Vulcans... If all the Vulcans died, and then also, what if humanity got technology earlier, weapons technology, and was destroyed? One of their entire ships was destroyed by a future ship, causing them to be super paranoid and militaristic. It's really interesting because it's like a darker, grittier, alternate timeline where Spock is dead now. But yeah, so they just they they fucking churned some shit up and made a new universe. A lot of people don't like it. Some people do like it. I saw the first movie they did. I thought it was fine. I saw all the movies. The third one's okay. The second one's pretty damn good. And I like the first one. They did Rathacon in the second one. Right. It's good. Yeah, it's okay. But basically what they did was they had a, a crisis happen in the next generation timeline. The crisis is this stuff called Red Matter, which is like a super weapon. Which was in the movie, yeah. Yes. That stuff was released inside of a, a, a star, and the star's gonna blow up. So I think the way they did it was that naturally the star was gonna blow up on its own, and then they were trying to slow it with the red matter, and that's what caused the time travel. So they don't actually mention it in Picard. Like, it's not in a Next Generation thing. They don't talk about red matter. I mean, it exists in the universe, but it's, like, experimental, and only really Spock knew about it. So, technically, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I thought it was, like, wasn't that a big plot element of the first movie, though, where, like, that's why that's why they traveled back in time, or... Well. No, yeah, it's, it's in the movie universe, but in the Next Generation universe, it's not important. It's, like, a side thing now. That was kind of a big thing that set off the movie, I thought, was, like, you know, Spock was trying to do something with the Romulan Red Matter, and that's what triggered the explosion, and then, like, I okay, I forget exactly the precise context but yeah i i also kind of forgot because i haven't seen that movie in a while but from what i thought yeah was that the supernova was going to happen anyway and he sped it up trying to stop it right i think that's what happened yeah yeah and that's what destroyed the romulan homeworld yes yeah i think it was already going to get destroyed though and then that just made it faster right okay but yeah, so the alternate timeline is after that. Yeah. That actually doesn't affect the timeline in any way. So basically... And the Jabrams first, yeah. Yeah, so in the next generation verse, the Romulans' homeworld was destroyed. And in the show Picard, we learned that Picard got a bunch of ships and he ferried a bunch of them off and Starfleet wouldn't help because the Romulans are their biggest enemy and it's like Cold War shit. 
And it was basically like a Dunkirk type situation where he saved a bunch of people. He gave him a new planet. And he was like, cool, I'll be back. And then they do like a whole like Muslim ban on like fucking uh, robots. And there's like a whole thing with that. And it's all complicated. And there's like racism allegories up the asshole and shit. It's actually really interesting. Uh, there's a spot in that show where they literally have a sign that says Romulans only. And then Picard right. like takes the sign and throws it away. He's like, you people are wrong. Racism doesn't rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's whatever but basically the the canon in the universe is that it was split and when the red matter went off they went back in time by accident spock and an entire ship of miners from the romulan homeworld right got sucked into the past and because their ship is from the future it's way more advanced right so then they started kicking shit out of people and then they dropped them at where at red matter into the middle of a planet into vulcan and eliminated Vulcan from existence in revenge because Spock yep. blew their planet up early and they made Spock watch. Yep. And then the Abrams gang kicked the shit out of that guy and sent him back through the wormhole, I think. I think it was more just like they got destroyed. Yeah, he just blows up. Yeah. But I don't give a shit about any of that. I didn't even really need to explain it. Just to say that there are two universes. Yeah, yeah sorry, we did kind of go off on a side channel. But I would just say to explain what we each know... You know pretty much, you've you've recently watched all of the Next Generation shows, so you know more about that than me. And I recently watched Picard, and I've seen all the movies which you haven't seen, which means we perfectly fit together in a <laughs> Star Trek coupling of understanding. We fill each other's gaps, Rocky style, and we know what we need to know to make a Star Trek universe show now. So, originally I was going to be like, ooh, which universe should we use? But clearly we're going to use Next Generation because it's where our expertise is. Well. And also because it's better. And why would we work in a universe that barely has anything to work off of? Right. So, you know, that's the real final frontier, is writing in the Abrams verse. Because you don't have shit to work off of. Yeah, I mean, you know, they just copied the notes, pretty much. It's like, I guess we could just redo what they did before. It, it's really basically the equivalent of, like, I don't like Next Generation, so I'm just going to make a universe where it doesn't exist. That's basically what that is. Hmm. It's like, what if we did the Kirk show again? That was basically the idea. Was like, what if we did the original show again, but completely destroyed the entire theme of Star Trek, which is why people were mad. Ah. Because the idea of Star Trek is about showing an optimistic human future right. where it shows our best versions of ourselves. And both shows have kind of been like, fuck that, nobody likes that. Next Generation has kept those ideals and is saying that optimistic future did exist, but it will slowly erode over time and we need to maintain that future. Right. We can't let it fall apart. That's what Picard's all about. But the Abrams verse is like... Non-stop action. Starfleet is a bunch of fucking space Nazis. Fuck you. It just turned it into Star Wars. It's like, oh, well, Star Starfleet, yeah, they have way stronger guns now, and they just kill people. That's what they do now. So, you know, get over it. Wow. Uh, Khan isn't the bad guy anymore. Now Khan is is a victim of the fucking industri military-industrial complex. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. And which is fine, because he already was. Like, his whole thing was that he's a genetically engineered soldier. So, like, right. it fits into the theme of that. But they're basically like, we're going to take the old theme, and we're going to spit on it and redo it. And Roddenberry, I don't know if he would like that. He'd probably be like, oh, I think it works to get views. I think people will watch it, but I prefer Picard, maybe. I don't know. But who knows? He made Andromeda, man. Andromeda's fucking way nutser than any of that. Wow. <laughs> Andromeda's got fucking aliens that rape you and impregnate you and anything you are, male, female, it doesn't matter. And they are, like, tools of, like, a space god. Like, mm. that shit's nuts. He has a group of aliens known as Nietzscheans who follow Nietzschean philosophy. Right. 
Yeah, you've mentioned the show a few times. Dude, that show's great. It got ruined when the fucking the alien dude left. It just became shit immediately. And I'm like, now it's just fucking Star Trek. You got rid of the priest, man. He was a priest on a spaceship who wanted to rape people and he couldn't. And he was against it inside of himself. And it was compelling as fuck and weird and probably doesn't hold up. <laughs> also, the Nietzschean dude was dope as fuck. He was so cool. His son was going to be the reincarnation of their, like, leader. It was awesome. He's going to be, like, the new king, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're not making Andromeda. Nobody would watch that. Yeah. So we're about 10 minutes in of me vamping. So now we have about an hour <laughs> and 20 minutes now instead of an hour and a half. Ah, well. But anyway, Star Trek. Yes, so Star Trek. So we've been kicking around the idea since you've been rewatching all of it for, like, months. Yeah. That maybe we should, you know, make our own on this podcast. So first thing we need to ask ourselves is we figured out what time we're doing. We're doing next generation, obviously. Hmm? Are we going to do the current next generation time? Cause I know you don't know as much because you didn't see the movies and you didn't see yeah. that. It's pretty much the same. It's just Romulan space is all fucked up and it's been 20 years and they've banned robots, which there really weren't many robots in the old one. Come to think of it, that, that actually, it actually could be very interesting. Like, you know, Romulan has been destroyed, so their civilization is destabilized. So, like, there's the whole, like, Romulan neutral zone, Romulan space. What happens to that space? Yeah. Well, in Picard, they go there, and it's fucked up. It's really bad. There's, like, crime bosses and shit. Right. That could be interesting to explore, like, prequel-wise. Like, you know, what happened immediately after that? Like, you know... Like, what was Romulan, like, you know, Romulan, like, they were a serious power before, like, all that stuff happened. So how would that, like, moment, like, affect them immediately? Oh, my God, dude. You're getting me going on all this. That's a fucking great idea. Yeah, because they kind of show a little bit of it in Picard, but they gloss over a lot of it. Because it's like, what is the galaxy like for 20 years with no Picard? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, something, something like that. Just like, you know, a lot can happen in 20 years. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought the Fenris Rangers spinoff was. The Fenris Rangers spinoff is still going to be, if they do that, I don't even know if they're going to do it, but if they did that, it's still going to be 20 years later. Like, the Fenris Rangers, the whole, I don't know if it, yeah. so it, no nobody's seen Picard, but I'll say in Picard, Seven of Nine has her own gang of, like, vigilantes that go around killing criminals that fuck people up in the in the neutral zone. And they're called the Fenris Rangers, which is just a cool name, you know, give them the wolf god, you know, god of werewolves, all that. And they go around and they kill people and they do stuff because the, the Federation has abandoned the system. That's what they said. So basically, Picard was like, we need to help the Romulans. And then they were like, fuck that. Romulans suck. Screw the Romulans. They can all die. And then Picard was like, well, then if you don't let me get ships and go help those people, I quit. And then they went, okay. You quit. Bye. And then he left. And then he got his own damn ships and he saved them himself. And then they think of him like a king on their planet. And he hung out with the fucking with the sister monks and did cool shit. And he like taught a kid how to sword fight. It was awesome. And then after that, they were like, well, we're, there was a synth attack. Uh, the place blew up. So fuck, fuck robots. Those suck. And um, mm -hmm. we're not going to help anybody anymore. And then Picard was like, well, my life is over. I'm going to go make wine for 20 years yep <laughs> and sulk so while he was sulking what happened is a very interesting idea the sulk verse scott you right. did it 
I, I, that's better than anything I can come up with for a time period. Yeah. And yeah, I was, you mentioned like, you know, making a Star Trek movie. I was kind of thinking like, what if we made a show? Oh no. Yeah. Definitely show. I'm not doing it. Yeah. 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 I just say movie for no goddamn reason. It's always TV show on this. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. So, okay. TV show, Star Trek set in the post Romulan crisis. Yeah. Or like, Perhaps more in the midst of it. Yeah, the neutral zone. Star yeah. Trek Frontier. Pretty much, yeah. Or you mentioned, like, you know, the the Rangers. This could be, like, their origin story. Like, the USS Ranger. Yeah, Fenris Ranger. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Or maybe the ship's called the Fenris, and then it got destroyed, and that's why they're called the Fenris Rangers. Could be, yeah. So, like, it's the survivors of that ship is what form the thing that Seven of Nine joins. Right. So this is like a prequel while Seven of Nine is still young, which we can't have her in it then because it wouldn't make any sense. She's off doing, you know, Borg shit and Voyager right. stuff or something. Yeah. Dude, I want the doctor to come back because what the fuck happened to him? He's not in Picard. And if AI is illegal, what the fuck happened to him? That's a good point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, in Picard, there are holograms. Yeah, there are EMHs, but they're not the same level yeah. of sentience, though. But yeah. And also, you know, you need a projector to sustain them, so. Yeah. Well, the thing about the Doctor from Voyager is that he can go without a projector. Yeah, he has a special device. So, what the fuck happened to him? That's a good question. Is he, like, a criminal? That'd be a fun episode of our series. Like, they find this strange device, they turn it on. (gasps) What the? You're not supposed... Or there's, like, a new crime boss, the Hollow Man, and he's moving around... (laughs) And then they find him, and it's like, this isn't a crime boss at all. What are you talking about, Starfleet? And they're like, you have to capture the Hollow Man and kill him. He's evil. And they're like, no, he's not. And then they meet him, and he's like, I'm a doctor. I'm I'm healing the people of this quadrant, and they're coming to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Becomes Doctors Without Borders, yeah. Yeah, I'm Doctors. Yeah, he's the Doctor Without Borders. He's a hologram without borders. No, no emitters for him. Yep. He risks it every day. Goes out. <laughs> His device could break at any moment, and he'd be permanently dead. But he doesn't care. He's there to help. Dude, I would love him to come back. Oh yeah. He he was on Star. He was on Stargate Atlantis as like the commander in that, and he's right. so fucking good. Like he'd be a great under like yeah. fire as like the doctor. Yeah. yeah, Robert Picardo. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was probably one of my favorite parts of Voyager. Yeah, he had a lot of fun moments. Yeah, we're just pulling another Picard. We're like, okay, we'll do the Picard thing, and then we'll just have a character from Voyager show up, the best one, and bring them in. Yep, why not? Yeah, Seven of Nine's already taken. Let's do the Doctor. All right. Yeah, you know what? I was also going to say during this, we, I have a couple of itinerary things we need to figure out to, like, complete this. Because, you know, this is seven questions or whatever. It's like a, you know, a, I figured out seven questions to write stuff. Right. I wanted to figure out what a typical episode would be. So I'm going to write the episode where they find the Doctor. All right. Yeah. yeah. Next, next, next thing that comes out on the channel after this episode will be, you know, I'm gonna write an episode called The Hollow Man, <laughs> where it's it's our crew have to find the Hollow Man and figure out what's going on with this new, this new rogue terrorist in the neutral zone, and it's like they end up finding out no, he's not a terrorist. He's a doctor without borders, without hollow borders. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Well, now that that's out of the way, now we can figure out the actual show. Yeah. So here, here are the questions we need to answer to give you the, the roadmap of the episode today. We need to figure out, the first question is, 
who are the characters, right? We need to figure out the crew of this ship. Right. The second question is, what is the concept, which we already have? Yeah. The concept is a ship called the Fenris in the neutral zone, the newly crazy neutral zone. Their job is to keep peace in an ever-changing frontier of pain and suffering. We keep an eye on everything that's going on. Yeah, you can give that great speech of, like, the space, the final frontier, and now it's, like, space, the former frontier. Okay, so let's just figure out our cast. That's important. we got to figure out our cast. Then we have the five questions that make up the story, which aren't really important right now. Uh, And because this is a TV show, we really should just figure out the season arc and not the episode arcs, because I'm just going to go write one episode, but I'd love to figure out what a season is going to be like. Right. Anyway, so... On a Star Trek crew. Yeah. Positions. Yeah. First thing we need to figure out is the captain, right? Right. My vote would be, I don't know, a Polynesian captain, I think, has a nice ring to it. Ooh. Interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like with Star Trek, it, it needs a diverse cast. It yeah. really does. And that's the whole point, isn't it? Oh, yeah, exactly. And I never, Polynesian, is that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like it'd be mm. it would be a nice fit, I think. Good yeah. legacy there. Mm. Dude, if we could get the rock to be a space captain. <laughs> yeah, someone like that, maybe. Oh my yeah. heart, like Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa would make a bit a fucking great captain, dude. Yeah. I'm a super yeah. Stargate Atlantis fan, and he was so good in Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. Cause well, you gotta think about it too. This is the Fenris, right? This is the ship that's like on the front lines, right? Right. So they Perhaps would... it's a smaller ship than, like, yeah. uh, certainly the Enterprise or even Voyager, maybe. Well, I know. I'm thinking a big ship. I'm thinking a bigger ship. I'm thinking a military ship. I, w- I was thinking, like, a scout ship. Ooh. Yeah, that could work. We could split the difference and have it be a two-part ship. Like, how the maybe, Enterprise or splits. Like, you know, two, or maybe two ships. Yeah. Two Ooh. Ships. Two ships. Fenris and, Rain- and Ranger. Ooh. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It would be weird that the Fenris Rangers are like, we just took two names of ships and we combined them. <laughs> it seems like they're called Rangers because they range, because they cover right. a range of area. Yeah. But no, the Fenris and, like, figure out another, like, wolf. Loki. Loki and the Fenris. I don't know. Because it's like a pair of two things, you know, and Fenris was created by Loki. So you could oh, do maybe. Loki and Fenris. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, like this is named after you know the ancient Viking god of of wolves, and the creator, the the manipulator. You can get mm. a lot of plays with that, like the Loki. That'd be a cool. I think that's a cool starship name because it's like salacious. You know, it's like you know what what the the Loki sounds like a trickster ship. You know. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah. So you're saying the Loki should be the scout ship? Um. Well, I was thinking like. You have, like, the main base ship that where, like, the big shit goes down, and then you have, like, the scout thing. And the scout should be Fenris, because it's, like, a wolf moving around fast. Right, yeah. And then Loki should be the big one, because it's, like, it made it. Oh, huh. So it's, like, the... the Yeah, like, there's a main ship, the Enterprise of this show, right? Right. And it's, like, we don't have to call it the Loki. We can call it something else. But it... Or the, you know, but or the moon or something... I don't know. Hmm. Something related to Fenris, because the whole story of Fenris is Fenris is a wolf, a, the biggest wolf ever made, and is like chained up, 
and then like its parent was Loki right. and someone else. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the god in D and D they consider it the god of werewolves. Right. But yeah, it's yeah two ships. One is um, scout ship, scout ship, and a big ship. Yes. Right. And the scout ship is definitely the Fenris because that's a cool name for a scout ship. Yeah. Unless you want to make a jokey and call it the puppy, and then Fenris is the big no, ship. No, <laughs> no. They this this is Starfleet. They wouldn't call it a ship the puppy. Yeah. I don't know if you really want that could be a nickname, but nah, we, yeah. we don't have to do that. Yeah, we have our captain, or well, we have a vague idea on who our captain is. Okay, Polynesian. The Rock or Jason Momoa type. Someone who's in command. Very clearly, they're the commander. Yeah. And that would be dope as fuck. I want them to be more militaristic and less um, diplomatic, if that makes any sense. Mm. Because the idea being that this is a ship that's here to secure the borders. This isn't a a diplomatic thing anymore. Like, this is like a, you know, we're here to maintain peace in a chaotic system where the Romulans are just, like, fucking going nuts. And the crazy thing is you're discovering new shit because the Romulans kept secrets, right? So no one knows what's in Romulan space, right? Like, what was back there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like an Iron Curtain, right. Ooh, like, metaphorically, this is, like, not about Russia. This is about all the Slavic states. Like, this is, like, the Syria Star Trek show. Ooh, this is going to get political. (laughs) Dang. But yeah, this is like, what is space Estonia like? You know, we don't know what Estonia is like before the 80s. Now we know. (laughs) But yeah, the idea of like the Romulan curtain falling is a great idea. Right. Okay. So more militaristic in some of the crew. Maybe I like the idea of having two ships because it also shows that there's more like this is all that's out there could be cool. Right. Like, there's this ship, and then there's, like, two other ships that sometimes show up as backup. But, like, they don't have anything out here because nobody cares, right? Kind of, yeah. Like, their job is to maintain peace, but technically that's not really what their job is. Their job is to categorize everything in the system. Yeah, exploring. Yeah, they're they're exploring, but their surface mission is to keep the peace. But really they're there to, like, establish a foothold in this new militaristic zone. Reconnaissance mission. Yeah. I think that's good. I think having the the argument between the crew about whether or not to do the thing that's good for the the Federation or the thing that's good for the people, it's got some spiciness to it, you know? Yeah. It gives just enough spice for this to be more interesting than a traditional 80s Star Trek. Yeah. Like, they can still sit around the table playing poker, but while they're playing poker, they're going to talk about the rebellions. Right. You know, the chit-chat is different. We're not going to talk about, you know, 17th century France. Okay, so Samoan or like... Um, Polynesian, yeah, like Polynesian. might be good. Yeah. I don't know if I... I always get that mixed up if I'm saying that wrong, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I don't... I, people really should know more about Polynesian culture. Right. Yeah. You know, people, they, they, they fucking colonized the entire ocean. Exactly. Yeah. And... Nobody gives them credit. Just Lilo and Stitch and Moana. That's all we get. <laughs> Come on. We could do with some more. Yeah. And that's that's why it's yeah, it'd it's be a, a nice feature. What was that sh- that movie with the it's like a really good movie about about the Australian Aborigines. It's about a whale. What is it called? Whale Rider. I think that's Moari. That's New Zealand. Yeah. It's, is it? Yeah. Oh, I got to fucking keep my shit together. 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Aboriginals. So Australia, that's the didgeridoo. It yeah yeah. It proves our point. Yeah. White people that's don't know enough. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's good to give them media representation. Yeah. Good I, media representation yeah. too. And they're like clearly all very different, and I'm just lumping them all together, which is fucked up. Yeah. I mean that's yeah that's again that's part why it'd be a good idea to give them some more representation. I was, I actually had a similar thought of, you know, we could also have a Native American doctor. I think, I feel like that would be a good touch. Yeah. Okay. Native American doctor. I should know more about this. I studied this stuff when I was writing the D&D book. Like I made Polynesians in our D&D universe of different Hmm. groups. And I studied a lot about it, but it was a while ago. And I need to read up on my cultural studies, I guess. Anyway. We have the captain. Mm-hmm. Let's give him a personality or her a personality. So let's say, let's just pick between The Rock and Jason Momoa for now as a stand-in. That's right. not, you know, this show's never going to get made, but that's not who we'd bring in because they're expensive. Right. But I want to give Jason Momoa a chance to give off range and show people that he's a deep-ass actor because we already know The Rock knows how to act. Yep. He did a really good movie that nobody's seen where he's his son gets murdered and it's fucking dope. Dang. And he's got like emotions and stuff. And he's gonna be in Black Adam and like Jason Momoa's got Aquaman and he did some good stuff in the Snyder cut, but I wanna give him like a leading role. Right. So Jason Momoa, Captain Momoa. We would we don't need to come up with names <laughs> right now. We're just gonna use stand in names. Right. And it's kind of a shame because I don't know many Native American actresses. So for now, we're just going to call her the doctor. So far, we know that we're going to do Neutral Zone, Fenris, the two ships on the border, exploring, marking down all these unique races that live in the Romulan space, this very secretive area no one knows anything about. Maybe their original purpose is to just scout. They're just supposed to go from planet to planet, figuring out, the threats that are in their way and maintaining like diplomatic trades and whatnot. Like their purpose is to trailblaze through the neutral zone. Neutral zone's open now. So we took our biggest warship that was on the border and we sent them out to explore and mark things down. And then while they're out here, they're seeing all the problems and they're like, we need to fix this. (laughs) And it's all about the red tape. So it becomes a relief mission. Yeah. That's, that's no, I think it's, I think it's a scouting mission that the people on the scouting ship want to do relief. But it's all about what they can get away with. Yeah, what they could feasibly do. Jason Momoa being tied up in red tape. The show. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So Momoa is the captain. Captain Momoa. Okay, so what are you thinking? I'm thinking strict, but empathetic underneath. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. I like the idea of, like, when they go in, he's, like, Starfleet first, but then when he sees the shit, he's like, oh, we can't be about ourselves. Like, he maybe he was picked for this mission because of his loyalty to Starfleet. You know, you do what we say always, and then he fucking doesn't eventually. Like, it's about him being eroded, you know? The waters of empathy will rain on Jason Momoa as he fights through the red tape. Personally, I don't know. For some reason, I can't help but think of like the hollow deck and you know what people do on the hollow deck. Of course, hollow deck. Of course, sa- says a lot about who they are as a person. I think you know you had a uh, 
Tom Bear, Tom Paris and Voyager, who spent a lot of time recreating like historical sites, and he had his like you know Captain Photon show that he made. So like like I said, the holodeck, like what people do on the holodeck sounds says a lot about what people do. Yeah, like some people use the holodeck for study; they don't even use it really for recreation. Yeah, study. and then in um in fucking um in the Orville, they use it for fucking porn. So like, there's like a level right. of like. It does tell you a lot about a person what they're doing in the holiday. Like your holodeck search history definitely gets deleted. <laughs> so it's definitely like a punishable offense to look at somebody's hollow history. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my my thought was like perhaps one of his hollow simulations is you know being on a on the sea with like a traditional I don't know Polynesian canoe. I do like that. It does play yeah. into the cultural like historical shit that happens in the holodeck. Right. I do want action in it, though. Also, it could be you know, it could be a sea monster. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm, I'm like sea monster, and you're like, no, he, he's in a canoe. He's on a very rough sea. It's very, it's very calm and very like dark and and cool and epic, but it's historical and it's accurate and it's not like a joke, like a giant sea monster pulls him underwater. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. Or actually, well, I suppose if we really, if you really want to see a monster, it could be a prank or something. Oh yeah, that's dope. Yeah, this is a this is a cold open we're describing. Oh yeah, no, or, I'm writing this into the episode. Like, oh this yeah, is how the episode's gonna start? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I do like the idea of like, yeah, all that's good. I I kind of like the idea that maybe he's doing a Polynesian legend, like he's playing through a legend. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. I like all that. Now I'm going to have to do fucking Polynesian legend research. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then the Kraken showed up and God damn it. <laughs> Computer and program. Yeah. I like all of that. All that is good. Yeah. Um, okay. So Captain Moa, he is strong in roots with his culture. He goes in, he, you know, he's a survivalist. Yeah. Uh, he's also a studier of history and tactics and he's a big fan of the sea and he's a good captain and he kicks a lot of ass and he takes a lot of names but he also has a softer side and refuses to buckle under the under the starfleet even though he was very loyal before he came here right okay i think all of that is good um so next we got the doctor what is traditional of the doctor in a, in in this show like in star trek in general because i want to try to break that Whatever it is. Uh, well, I'm thinking of four doctors. We have uh, the original, shoot. right? Which yeah. is McCoy. McCoy is McCoy, all like that's his name. Yeah, yeah he's grumpy, which is he's grumpy, a, a curmudgeon, as it were, which is which is very similar to the EMH. We're going out of order here, but you know, yes. like the EMH was like kind of similar in that regard. Like, you know, had a like. Like liked his me time, I think, yeah. is the key thing. And like whenever he had to like treat people for like, you know, a broken arm, they were just like, oh god. Yeah. Like, They're very stereotypical doctors, those two. And then <laughs> you have the the breaking the molds with that a little bit, where you have Beverly who's like the motherly, like right. scientist type doctor. Yeah. And then Deep Space Nine has what's you describe him. I don't know anything about Yeah, him. Julian Bashir, who is very much like he's a younger doctor who so he's got a lot of like much more energetic kind of cocky sometimes 
And... And the doctor in Picard, by the way, roboticist scientist, and she's, like, very nervous all the time. And she's, like, uh, you know, she's, like, the coy doctor. She's barely the doctor. She's actually kind perky. of a bad guy, yeah. Not, not even really perky, just innocent. She's never been to space before. Ah. Uh. So what has not been done out of all that? With all those pieces, what's missing from that pie? Um, okay, so we got grumpy. We got motherly. We got robotic and cold. Uh, we have energetic and excited. We have scientist. And we have sort of a cult. Do we have like a medic-y type dude? Because that's what I'm thinking. Because this, if this is more front lines, right? Technically, the a EMH. Yes, he's a medic, but he's not good at it. That's the whole thing, right? <laughs> right. Um, Like, I want to know what like a, a medic is in like Star Trek, you know? Like a, like a fucking surgeon, you know? Like a what? like I go in the shit kind of doctor. Uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like I feel like we've seen that with like kind of all of them. I think you know when they whenever they go on a away mission, you see how they do in yeah, that's like, true. Tense situations. That's true. Yeah. So uh, I do think like I've thought about it a little bit. Like this doctor could be like you know the type of person who's like you know very anxious around like you know social interactions yeah, okay. perhaps isn't as sure as they should be but yes. like when when they have a scalpel in their hand or like a hybrid spray or something like that's when they're like they're they're in the zone like you know they are they are damn good at what they do this is maybe this is their first one okay yeah or they lost yeah. a patient before which one is better do we want to do this is they're on this ship because this is like the last ditch like oh we we, we throw whoever we can on this ship so it's like well, not I'm, the most, but I don't know. I'm 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 seeing this as uh, somewhat of a younger person. So yeah. yeah, I can I can see that certainly being part of their backstory of like you know they they lost a they lost a friend they were very attached to, so that's why they're like yeah anxious around social interactions because they know like you know something goes wrong and you know I could be best buds with this person and I could be dead tomorrow. I like the idea at first I was like oh she's a student but no I like she's like this is like her first big mission and maybe she's like a prodigy she's really fucking good but this is still her first mission and she doesn't she's got imposter syndrome about the asshole you know it's like I shouldn't be on the front lines of space I shouldn't be in the most dangerous place in our galaxy I'm just a fucking student I'm just a beginner and they're like no you're not you're the best damn surgeon in the galaxy <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That's her thing. Is she's she's coy, but she knows what she's doing. Yeah, or like shy. Yeah, shy. What that's I was what thinking, thinking of. Yeah, that's a better word for it. Yes, bad with the man, like talking to patients, and I like the idea of just like a. Well, well, no. I again, it's like when she's outside the the medical base, she's like you know kind of anxious. Oh, like, you're saying like so she's all business when she's in there. Like she's focused when she's in there, but you know, like she'll, like when she's in the medical base, she'll she'll have good bedside manner, and you know, like you know, it's a harmless like hypo spray or something, mm. but or well, maybe not quite, maybe not quite that friendly, but you know, just like you know, she has two modes, like when she's like outside the medical bay, like you know, not too sure of herself, doesn't want to, like doesn't think too much about getting 
to attach to anyone. And when she's inside, like she she means business. That's when she's hmm. like really hyper focused. That's very like, different than what I was thinking, which is good. I think that's a lot better. So when she is this hyper focused version of herself, how is she? Is she very direct? Is she like short sentences? Like it's everything's like an emergency kind of thing. That's my thought. Yeah, yeah. like a she's like a very yeah. serious when she's Pretty there, serious. but then when she's not, yeah. she's not serious at all. I like uh, that. You know what I mean. I mean, right. like, you know, what you were saying. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like that. I like this, like, is she more cold or is she still, like, open and... She's open to those who take the time in it or, like, who really put the effort in, I think. Okay. So, so she's, like, um... This is like so she's like everything's like an like almost like an emergency but then if she gets close with someone or if they're you know if she likes them she might slow down a little for them. Right, something like that, yeah. And then you learn her deeper side of like oh she doesn't like to talk to people, she doesn't really know what she's doing, she doesn't really think she belongs here. It's kind of like the idea of like in the front she's like all business but then when she goes back in the back room she's like drinking and sad, you know. <laughs> But less exaggerated, more like yeah. she's wearing a, a snuggie. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, she'll, when she's not in the medical bay, she's in her quarters. She's got her hair down, you know? That's the yeah. modes. She's got her hair up or she's got her hair down. Yeah. Visually, you know, she's all business, every hair in place. And then, you know, she goes in the lab and then it's like, oh, one hair's right. out of place. And she's like, oh, shit. She's like, fix it. And then, you know, someone looks at her and then she's like, all business. I like that. Mm. Strong-willed woman... With a heart of gold. Okay, good doctor. Who's next on the crew? Who do you want to do next? There's a lot of positions. Uh, let's see. I think there's second in command, helm, uh, engineering, security. Those are the roles that spring to mind. Yeah, there's also weapons, but weapons is also security now, right? For the most part. Or maybe, all right, here's an interesting pairing. Uh, engineering and weapons. Ooh. That's really interesting. He's like giving the power so that he can fire, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. These are a lot of okay. So let's let's pick a let's pick one. So yeah, weapons and engineering. Let's go. Okay, weapons and engineering. So they're on the border. So traditionally, engineers. What do we got for engineers? We'll do engineers first because is there a person that does weapons in other shows? Uh, I don't know. Because like... usually they just kind of just like fire. Right, yeah. But I suppose I only Who does yeah. fire the gun on all the shows? Uh I think I I could have sworn I saw a, a meme that suggested that Sulu fired the weapons on the original show. Hmm. I'm not I have I like I said, it was basically a meme, so I cannot say with certainty. Isn't it always like security that's doing the shooting? What the Probably, what the hell does yeah. security do when they're sitting behind them? Uh, yeah, that's probably about it. Are they like closing off manifolds? Man, we should have played the fucking VR game. We would know. <laughs> we would know right. immediately. Yeah. Actually, that brings up a good point. Well, yeah. So when it comes to weapons, it's usually security. Right. So, yeah, maybe we should just play it safe and say, like, you know, security officer. Yeah. Well, is an engineer, like, not on the bridge anymore? Is an engineer always downstairs? Right. Okay. That's, that's kind of the point, though. Yeah. All right. Let's do engineer then. Okay. What are the engineers in the past? Let's see. Uh, we got Scotty. Yep. 
which what's his whole thing i got you know he lies i i got i got nothing uh he, oh he's he's uh he's scottish yeah i, I know that much. well his whole thing he even explained it in one of the movies by the way he says that he lies oh yeah like when he says he doesn't have enough power he's lying he tells jordy <laughs> that. he tells jordy in i think it's in an episode actually yeah that sounds right but he he tells laforge like lie to him tell him you don't have enough so that when you do it you're a big deal he's like why would i do that why would I lie about that? This is a, this is a military <laughs> ship. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you have LaForge, which is like, you know, fucking Cyclops, you know. He's literally just Cyclops yeah, from X-Men. You can, can see in infrared and all these different things. No, he's dope as fuck. He gets the fucking blue eyeballs. That's that's pretty cool. And I don't know if you saw right. it in the movie. He gets blue eyes. Oh, okay. His, he gets robot eyes. Ah. But yeah, he's pretty cool. He's very business oriented. Bolana is my favorite engineer. Right. You know, very crass. You know. Yes. Cleon. So and she kicks a lot her. of ass. And she's fucking dope. Yep. Um, you know, she's dating the one dude. But what? Yeah. Tom Paris. Yeah. So what? Um, God, Tom Paris is like the example of like the whitest dude I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like so hardcore white. Like it's like. Yeah, he, he was big in the 20th history. Yeah. Or 20th century. Yeah, history. which was interesting, I guess. I want somebody, yeah. by the way, I'm just going to admit it right now. We need somebody who's totally into the 21st century. Right. <laughs> we need somebody who's totally into like 2021. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, he's, he just watches YouTubers. <laughs> oh, boy. They haven't done that yet. They haven't done a YouTuber one. Oh. They haven't done someone who watches influencers and not movies. That's actually a, a good idea for a character, someone who's documenting everything that's happening. Ooh. Or well, I mean everyone everyone does kind of take their like like their captain the captain's log, engineering's log. No, what is the ship influencer? What is that? What is the future of influencers in space? Now you've now you've now you've opened Pandora's box. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, yes. There's also yeah, that could fit well into like a council yeah counselor or uh, morale officer's role yeah okay well maybe we keep we skipped on the engineer here um yeah okay because it's hard what the fuck do you do with the engineer right yeah. i make ship go <laughs> they should have it be fully automatic like they don't even have an engineer i was thinking earlier like you know it could do some sort of robotic uh engineer yeah but robots are, are like yeah. yeah yeah that was my main yeah that could that could be interesting though um artificial like an ai no we can't we can't because of the, the time period yeah um cyborg something though. yeah what if mm -hmm. they're an x-borg uh well then that's seven of nine then i know but she was an engineer was she uh she was not specifically engineering no i mean we can do another xb it doesn't have to be like seven of nine you know i guess not because it's like a race in the show now so I feel like we should have an ex. We should have a Borg because the Borg are like important in in the neutral zone because there's the cubes there. I mean, in in Picard though, that that was a relatively new thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, they've been working on it for a while, but how did it get there? Also, that means the Borg attacked. Hmm. Uh, unless it's the Borg cube from next gen or from from first contact, but I don't think it is. I think it's a new cube. Okay. Borg definitely show up at some point. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. But the X Borg is like a whole thing in that area. Like that's part of the Fenris Rangers thing is that there's a that the X Borg are getting attacked and stuff. And there's a lot more of them. So they came right. from somewhere. Like Borg rehabilitation person could be good. Maybe. Like we could do the kind of the opposite of Seven of Nine. You know. How so? 
I don't know. That's just something I just said out loud. I was like, what would that be? What would the opposite of her be? So her whole thing was that she was robotic and she didn't want to be human, but they were like, you need to be human. And then she learned to be human. Okay. What if, I, I've always wondered this. What if there's someone who wants to be robotic? Yeah. Transhumanism. Yeah. Why, why isn't that a thing? Why have they never mm-hmm. done a guy who's like, you know what? I hate being a human. I want to be a robot. <laughs> Oh, there you go. What if we do a cyborg, right? Like a fucking, I want to be more robotic. Fuck humanism. Fuck all that. Right. Maybe we can kind of play off the ex-Borg thing then, because the whole Borg is like kind of... Yeah. Maybe we should have both. We should have a guy who wants to be a robot and a guy who used to be a robot. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be really interesting to have them argue. Right. Because one of them was turned into one against his will, and the other one is like, I want to be a... I think that'd be crazy, right? That's a risk. Yeah. Let's fucking put the poker chips on the table and let's go. <laughs> the engineer wants to be a robot. We're doing it. Jordy was Might kind well. of cybernetic, so why not go full on? Jordy it was because he didn't have the eyes and he wanted to be a normal human, but he couldn't. And he was better. And right. he accepted that. Yeah. And I think we should do the opposite and do a guy who's like, I want to be a robot. Yep. <laughs> robot arm, robot leg, robot eye. Right. Or maybe that could be part of his character. Like he has a... A robotic leg, a replacement leg. Yes. He has robotic parts, and I do like the idea of him. That just makes me want him to give him, like, a pirate accent. <laughs> <laughs> Where does the pirate accent come from? Uh, Probably, well, England or Scotland. Yeah. Maybe Cockney. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to pull a Scotty, though, you know? Right. What is the yeah. opposite of Scottish? Uh... Uh, hmm. Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. What would be the opposite of Scottish? Now, now I'm wondering. I mean, we don't necessarily have to go down that specific road. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I get I, I get know. so lost. I don't know. Though so, I don't know that. Hmm. 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 Okay. Hmm. Let's let since we're doing the whole diverse cast thing. Right. What have we had for engineers so far? We've had Jordy, we've had the original doctor, we've had the robot AI doctor. Who was the doc? No, not the doctor. Fuck. Why am I saying doctors? Why did I go to? Okay, we have jo- Jordy. Who was the engineer on Deep Space? Did they have one? Uh, uh, O'Brien. From funny enough, he was okay. uh carryover from Deep from uh, Next Generation. Okay, and then um, what was the one in in Voyager? It was Balana. Yeah. So what can we do with an engineer? So we're going to do cyborg. So what race? Vulcan becoming a cyborg? Uh, I don't know. That feels like not a change at all, though. Right, yeah. It's like, oh, I got a robot arm now. Like, okay. What's like a traditionally... Uh, Betazoid. uh, Ooh, yes. Counselor Troy. Yes. You know, they're empaths. Yes, the Betazoid thing. Betazoid becoming a robot sounds amazing because it's like they are the most not robot you could be, right? Right. Yeah. They they can sense your emotions. Yes. I want him to be Russian. (laughs) All right. It's close enough to Scottish. It's not the opposite of Scottish. It's very similar in vibe. I just, I, it just went into my head. Russian cyborg, like, Betazoid. Oh, boy. Yeah. That sounds so nuts to me. Like, imagine how fucking crazy. That's so weird. That would be pretty weird, yeah. Right? That's, like, everything. That's, like, the human experience in a person. <laughs> I am a psychic, empathetic psychic where I can only feel your emotions. 
in your mind. And I want to lose all of my emotions and become a robot man. And I'm Russian. I mean, that works. Yeah, <laughs> that that kind of works. That's why he wants to become a robot, because he doesn't want to feel people's feelings anymore. Right. He doesn't yeah. want to take on your pain. Oh, my God. That's so good, especially with the theme of the ship being like broken in like this broken world. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I want to write him. That gets me going. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. What's, I don't want to like name him Ivan or some shit. Right. <laughs> His name is Ted. <laughs> I mean, let's give him I a mean, number. You know, number. He wants to be a robot. Give him a robot name. Uh, yeah. He, he changed his last name to, I mean, I'm one, I'm four, five. Like one. All right. What? What were you thinking? I was just thinking like one. Oh, <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, that's he's good. that arrogant. <laughs> yeah, I'm number one. Mm. That is pretty good. I was gonna say one four five because one four three five or something like Ivan, but with numbers, ah, uh, like uh. with Roman numerals, <laughs> right? Um, but no, I think, um, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, one, do it. Yeah, it's great because he's the first like person to become a robot. His name's one, Neo. <laughs> <laughs> uh owen that's his real name <laughs> there we go yeah owen the russian you know what <laughs> if, if john luke can be british then owen can be russian yeah <laughs> somehow in the future in this optimistic future russia and america merge in the most impossible thing in the world <laughs> alaska expands into russia yeah, or Russia is colonized by Alaska. I there we go. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I, I wonder if that sort of thing has actually happened in the universe, though. Yeah. Apocalypse, of course it happened, right? Oh, there would yeah. be a guy named Owen who grew up in Alaska, then lived in Russia in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> and then when society was reborn, there you go. All right. Owen won the mechanic. That's what he calls himself. He doesn't call himself an engineer. He calls himself a mechanic. Uh, He's real down to earth, but he also wants to be a robot. That's a fucking character. That's a complicated man. <laughs> I don't even need to say anything more with him, man. He's He takes on people's emotions, and he used to be, like, a ship therapist type thing. Like He used to be an empathetic guy, and then he was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I can feel how people feel about me, and how people feel about each other, and people suck. <laughs> he's like, I can feel all of their pain, and there's, like, people who are really sad, and he can't go near them. Like, he's, like, really good at right. being a Betazoid, like, super strong at studying emotions, and he, like, turned his powers off. That was like his right, first AI he thing. He wants to, yeah. Yeah, or like maybe he has like a switch to turn it on and off. Like it's so strong that that was the first step to becoming a robot was to remove the power. So it's there, but he blo he has like a mental block on it. There we go. Where he had a Vulcan block it with a mind meld. Oh, dang. He had a Vulcan therapist go in his mind and remove his power, like block it with a psychic wall. So then you can get a really cool moment of, of someone breaking that wall and all the emotions piling in. You just see him, like, losing his shit, crying PTSD style on the ground because he's so powerful. He can feel everyone's emotion on the ship at once. That's why he has the wall. And then he wants to be more robotic and less human. He, I don't think he... Maybe he doesn't need to be a full-on robot, you know? Right. But the idea of, like, slowly shedding away more and more of his humanity or whatever Betazoid... His Zoidmanity... I'd point out, they say humanity a lot in Star Trek, but there's a lot of aliens around. The oh, fuck yeah. does that mean? 
Yeah. Uh, Universal Translator. Yeah. There you go. All right. So we got the mechanic. We got the captain. We got the doctor. What's left on the bridge crew? Uh, Uh, Security. All right. Let's do security. So let's try to push through this. So what is the coolest security character we can come up with? Who's been security so far? We had Worf. Who is security on Enterprise? Did they not have security? Um, I, like I don't think they had security then. Yeah, may- maybe it wasn't a specific role yet. Yeah, they had stupid-ass communications where you just repeat what the computer says. Right. Um, they had the chick. And... The, what's her name in uh, in Next Generation Who Died? Uh, oh, Yash. Yes, or... Yash. There we go. Yeah. Tar, Tar, Yash. Yeah. Yasha, Yasha Tar. Tara, Yash. The, the, yes. Her, yes. Yeah, then you have the Vulcan the... on the other Ta- one. Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Huh? Then you have the Vulcan in Voyager. Yep, Tuvok. Tuvok, yeah. Great fucking name. I love Tuvok. He's also kind of the ship's yeah, therapist, which is fucking, like, that's dope. Um, I mean, well, he, he was Vulcan, but I thought, like, you know, Neelix was the morale. Yeah, he was, but Tuvok did, like, mental therapy when people needed, like, psychic power stuff, you know? I suppose, yeah. The idea that Tuvok is the one that put the mental break in Ivan, you know, and is great in, like, a guest episode type thing. Maybe. But, all right, so, and then... Is that all the security? Who was security? Worf was security in uh, Deep Space Nine, right? Uh, Odo, actually. Uh, Odo, the shapeshifter. He was security. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love Odo. <laughs> I don't know anything about Deep Space Nine. So, uh, in Picard, yeah. Odo was very much Odo was very much the grouch of the cast. Yeah, like just like uh, in Picard, they uh, don't have human stuff. Oh yeah, in Picard, they don't have security because it's a, it's a tiny ship with like five people on it. Right. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, out of those pieces, what is missing? We have um, Tasha Yar, badass. Oh, you also have uh, in Orville. You have what's her name? The one woman, the strong girl who left, and then they got another strong girl to replace her. I can't remember her name. No idea. Okay. So, what what are we missing from all that? What do you think would be an interesting security officer? Uh, for some reason, my first thought goes to you. Remember Thor Ragnarok? It was at uh, the Rock uh, Korg. Taito, you right, want Taito yeah, Waititi? Like... Mm. <laughs> Dude, I'd love a New Zealand like Taito Waititi, like from that exact spot. Whoever, not... wherever the fuck those yeah. that who is Maybe... that? What is that place called? Whoever. Hmm? Oh my god, no! I just thought of a better one. What we do in the shadows? Jermaine Clement or whatever his name is, the guy from What We Do in the Shadows, the British guy. Okay. I think that's who they is. Or is that the other guy? Whatever. The the what yeah, we do with uh, what we do in Drago... the shadows type person is what I'm saying. What I was thinking of was more just like who Korg is a, as a character, just like, you know, like, you know, clearly a bruiser, but, you know, just like very chill, like, hey, man, you're doing okay, man? Yeah, I do like that character. Yeah, like that was that was my main thought, just like, you know, having someone who's like, you know, like, hey, man, you think you had a little too much to drink? Yeah. Why don't we just take you off to their quarters? Yeah, Gork. And then once they get like real uppity, it's like one hit and they're down. It's literally Korg, but just backwards, it's Gork same character we just we just put korg in it we're like all right korg's there um yeah kind of yeah okay except maybe you know change change it up a little bit it's know, less like, work yeah, for I, us but yeah that's good yeah yeah rock man strong rock man do you want him to be a rock like, man still or do you want to change that no i was again i was just thinking like the personality wise yeah, yeah i'm saying uh, so what else as far as him? like as far as race maybe uh 
I like... Maybe we should make him... I'm like, should we make him a Klingon, or is Klingons played out? Klingons, the first thought that came to my head, but I do agree. I think, I really like, hate the yeah, whole we, we fucking, had... like, Klingons are angry shit, and then they change right, it to Valana, yeah, and then it's yeah, like, it why is the mixed yeah. why is the mixed race character fighting her inner anger and shit? I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> but also, the, right. there is part of it, like, it's about how she has to embrace that. So I guess it makes sense, and they, are, they, do, they do kind of do it well, but... Right. But yeah, I, 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 I agree. Klingons overplayed, I think. Klingons are exhausting at this point. And Vulcans. They're both fucking exhausting. Yeah. She's making... Fucking put a Magog in there. Pull him from fucking Orville. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. What what the fuck would it be? What what? So, I like the rock man. Let's just make up a race. Yeah, why not? Um, they, they... Yeah, are they rock people? Or what are we going to do with that? What are, you, what are you thinking? What's a weird race you want to have for a security man? That's like doable with makeup. That isn't too much work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What? What do you? What are we thinking? Something. Something insectoid. I think. Like, oh you know, god. They have an exoskeleton. Yeah. Mm. They have an exos exoskeleton, that, so they can take a hit. That does make me uncomfortable, but maybe that's part of his charm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ooh, bug man. Uh, no, yeah, I, I get that it makes you uncomfortable, but I think that kind of works. Actually, yeah, it does play up like, to his you know, t- intimidation factors. Like he's not a scary guy, but he's a fucking bug, so of course people don't like him. Yeah. Dude, bug racism, bug racism is racism is a thing, man. If I met a bug person, I would not like them, and I right. that bothers me that I wouldn't like them. <laughs> I don't like bugs, man. We're coded to hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Bug man. Yeah, no, that works. He's the bug man. He's yeah. bug Korg. He's Gork. Gork the bug man. Right. Oh, what kind of bug? What's the most likable bug? Grasshopper? Like, what are you thinking? What's the what, butterfly? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking beetle again. Oh. Like you bring up a good point of like, you know, how much like it's cockroach man makeup for the guy. So oh that's, God. that's a fair concern. Calling him a so cock- um, I mean, this isn't real either though. So we can do whatever we want. Cockroach man is fucking so so fucking horrible <laughs> spider-man i mean we're talking about aliens so the possibility exists i know man spider <laughs> but yeah uh, just like like i'm i'm picturing him in my head and he's got like a glossy like you know thick foreheads he's a cicada cicada man humans evolved uh, humanoids evolved from cicadas <laughs> every 14 years he makes he's really fucking loud and everybody hates it <laughs> No, yeah, something that something that looks really, really tough. Yeah, he's he's a beetle. He's obviously he's going to be a beetle. He's going to be one of those horn head beetles. He's give, give him that horn thing that the horn head beetles have. Right. Yeah. He's got like an antler. He's fucking buff. Yeah. He's a big, strong dude, but he's innocent and you know calm on the inside and very cordial. But he'll kick the right. shit out of you if you get in line. Yeah. I get that guy. That guy makes sense. He's uncomfortable to look at, but we make him slightly more comfortable to look at. He does right. gross shit. That always plays in Star Trek. It's like, oh, let's talk about this weird alien thing. It's like it's molting. Yeah. He's molting today. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, fine. I'll put the bug man on. Yeah, why not? Fine. Yeah. Okay. So far, we have Jason Momoa. As, I don't know why Jason is it Jason Momoa. Why do I? Why does that feel weird to say? Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. yeah. Why do I keep saying Jason Momoa and feeling weird? I never thought about the fact that his name is just Jason. I always think of him as Momoa. He's just plain old jason i don't know okay so yeah, anyway captain momoa and then do we have a first mate yet we don't have a first mate we should do first mate not really no who's the first mate who was compl- complimentary to jason momoa i'm thinking old white lady <laughs> i'm thinking like 
like Karen. No, <laughs> I don't know if we want to go full Karen, but I, I, do I like of, a Beverly like, Crusher. I like the idea, right? Yeah, someone someone who's very clearly like older, more experienced. Perhaps. Oh my a, god, dude! Why don't we just say Janeway? <laughs> <laughs> She's his advisor. She's not even his first mate. <laughs> oh man, no, we can't do Janeway. No, I would love it. Dude, she's in a lot of great shows, too. She's in NTSF SDSUV, which is the greatest show of, like, the longest, dumbest name. And she plays, like, a cop with an eye patch. Oh, wow. She's so dope for that show. It's so dumb. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. So, yeah. What are we thinking for this? So, female, uh, like, older woman. Not super old, but, you know, older. Not like Betty White. Right. Betty White perhaps being on a starship was, would be pretty fun, though. But, yeah. Perhaps she was demoted. Ooh. And that's why she's like serving aboard this ship she it's really just like, you're making I'm me thinking... scream janeway so hard but yes <laughs> yeah like i'm not i don't know she like, was an admiral yeah, could... once would be pretty dope yeah that's what i was thinking yeah. like you know pretty high up on the chain of command but Ooh. like something happened she was the so one person was... that didn't vote picard out ah yeah, maybe. she was the one person that was like no we need to help the romulans and then they fucking demoted her ass Right. Do they ever show old female Vulcans? Um, that could be a good ad. Like... Are there ever female Vulcans as like a main character? Yeah. Well, I think there was one in like that. Uh, the prequel. Yeah. Yeah, the prequel that series. That nobody talks about. Yes, that I completely forgot about until you said that. Yeah, but she was young. She wasn't like old. Yeah. Yeah, we could do an older Vulcan. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Yeah, what are Vulcans? Like, don't they like they mellow out when they're older? Isn't that like a whole thing? Well, they like it. Kind of depends. Like, yeah. you know, like they, like I recently watched Voyager, and yeah, there's a whole thing of like, you know, what if Voyager got back like way like 20 years after like after being stuck in the Delta Quadrant, and Tuvok like you know needed to contact a uh, Vulcan before then, and but he didn't, so he ended up going kind of mad. Yeah, he, he basically like lost like his identity his self-awareness what the fuck happens to vulcans when vulcan's gone mm. oh yeah if they lose their sanity when they don't check in with the home world what the fuck happens to them when there's no home world well no when i when i say Vul sorry i meant like you know just when like other vulcans yeah yeah okay i thought there was like a whole side thing i didn't know okay so do we want okay we'll do a vulcan there could be that they're secretly Romulan. Nobody knows for sure they could be a Romulan. We got to have a Romulan on the ship, by the way, too. Fair enough. Since we're yeah. in Romulan space. Do we think she should be the Romulan, or should we have a different character that's Romulan? Is there anyone left on the crew that we should make that's Romulan? What if the counselor was Romulan? Maybe, yeah. That'd be so weird, right? That would be good, like, yeah, have an ambassador. That would be a good choice. Yeah, yeah. well, the, also, yeah, because the idea of, like, they're the secret keepers, right? Right. So they would actually be good therapists, but also you wouldn't trust them. Right. <laughs> like, think of how fucking weird that would yeah, be. that'd be pretty good. Imagine if, like, a fucking communist, like, a symbol of communism is your therapist. The whole idea of, like... Who to keep your secret better than a Romulan who never says the secrets? Uh, but also, why? How much could you trust her? You know that I, I like the idea that the ship has real big mental problems because nobody wants to talk to her. <laughs> um, and it also plays up the whole tension on the ship, right? Between Romulans and non-Romulans, it's like if there's a Romulan on the ship and nobody trusts Romulans, like it's, there's a whole like, yeah, all that's yeah, good. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Okay. I want them to be. Hmm. 
Um, I kind of want the Doctor to be Muslim, but they're also Romulan, which kind of fucks with all yeah. that. I mean, we also... Because then we're making them secretive and shit, and I don't want that either. I don't know. Like, Muslim would would be a nice addition. Perhaps, like, we haven't talked about, like, maybe the helm. The helmsman could be a Muslim. Yeah. This is an interesting conversation, to say the least. An important one, though. Yeah. I... Should the helmsman... Yeah, I guess the helmsman will work. I was going to say we could make the, the the old woman, but she's Vulcan. I forgot. I keep forgetting we're making... There's also alien races to consider. So it's like you're trying to make a diverse team, but you're also like... But also, what alien are they? Right. That's fucking... And then you have to hold... Like, damn, Star Trek is fucking difficult, man. Because it's like... Because <laughs> it's like... It's supposed to be about diversity and like racial inclusion and stuff. But also, there's like aliens and shit. So you're like con- mixing metaphors, you know? Right. There's a lot of fucking complicated shit in that. Um, but yeah, okay. So, um, then the therapist is Romulan. The first mate is a former admiral. And now she's an angry old uh, Vulcan. Or no, not angry. A calmer, chiller Vulcan, maybe? Uh, yeah. Vulcan, whatever. Yeah. Like, well, say she'll have, like, family aboard the ship. Who... Ooh. That's also really interesting. Not that, not that she necessarily needs. I don't know. I yeah. do like like Grandma Vulcan. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, that could work. Yeah, that's the first bait though. It's <laughs> a, a lot to handle. Okay, um, helmsman, male or female? Are there two helmsmen, or is that just an Orville thing? Uh, I think for the most part, like uh, Tom Paris was the helm on a uh, Voyager. Yes, and I think that was. But and the other ones, wasn't it like Hulu and Chekhov? And the, or Chekhov was communications, right? Yeah, che- Chekhov was like, uh, no, he was like one of the engineers, and uh, like you know, he manned the transporter. Oh, okay. So for Helm, so is there a second like Helmsman? Mm, as far as I know, not really. Or well, maybe and I'll double check Chekhov. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck Chekhov did because I know in. They had, like, the Ensign. They had, like, Wesley Crusher. And they... I always thought there were, like, two people on the front of the bridge that were, like, working together. Yeah. Uh... Um, which, by the way, we need a Wesley Crusher. Uh, we don't necessarily need a Wesley Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need we need somebody on the, bo- on the ground. Like a, lower, a, a what? Someone lower ranked, I mean. Oh, an Ensign. Yeah. Yeah. Like an ensign or something, or also we need somebody to run the second ship, unless that's just going to be like a free flowing somebody takes the ship kind of thing, like the fighter that's in uh, Voyager. Is it like that, where it's just like right? And I, I think for the most part, focus on one ship, but have it be like you know they're part of a fleet, so every once in a while they'll check in with the commodore or the admiral or whoever's on the big ship. Okay. All right, so they're on the small ship, and then there's a big. Sh- mm. I don't know. We'll, we'll focus on one crew is my main points for now. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. No, yeah, I like they're on the Fenris, and then that that also plays up the Loki thing, right? Because the Loki is like Starfleet Command, right? Uh, right. Like the bigger ship is like the Loki, and then they have a bunch of smaller ships that leave, <laughs> that patrol the sector, and they're on the smaller ship. And by smaller, I don't mean like tiny ship. I mean like freighter, right? Like there's like 200 people on the ship or whatever. Okay, so here, here's here's what we got. Um, the, what what I want to add is the reason I'm talking about this ensign thing or this like uh, second like helmsman is that I want two more characters. I want I want that Muslim character and then I also kind of want a Latino character 
because we don't have one. Okay. Right. We also don't have any Asian characters. Just pointing that out. If we're going to do right. full well, diverse inclusion, but like it's like there's only so many parts. Yeah, I mean we can like fill in the gaps, and you know we can have recurring characters as well. Yeah, we're just talking about the main cast, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not a weirdly, I kind of wish there was like a <laughs> Sulu's great 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 grandkid. <laughs> Um, I actually think that'd be really fun with like the legacy of Star Trek and stuff because I really like Sulu. He's like the only thing I really, other than uh, Kirk Spock, is Kirk Spock and Sulu really yeah. the original? You know, um, I do kind of want a Sulu. <laughs> um, maybe it's his great, like, great, 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 great cousin or something. Yeah, granddaughter. I'm not. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not quite clear on how much time has passed. So yeah, oh yeah, that's true. How long has it been? Like a hundred years. Yeah, I'm not it's not that long, sure. right? Well, since the original, this is like right after, like this is like 15 years after Next Generation. Um, this is basically like 10 years after Voyager ends, I think. Something like that. Yeah, because yeah. because Jerry Ryan is like 20 years, no, it's like 25, maybe 30 years older. So, yeah, it's only been like 10 years since Voyager showed up. It's crazy to think that Voyager was the last thing in the timeline. Or was it Deep Space? I, I can never tell. No, Voyager was yeah. the last thing. It's interesting that that's the last one, right? And then it was just kind of open. And then they were like, all right, we're back. I mean, I guess the movie, but the movie has time travel, so it's not even like... Right. Okay. So, we need to come back and give some of these characters more personality, because so far they're just like a race. <laughs> um, okay. Here's what we have so far. We have... If Captain Moe, who spends his days on like boat trips in the in the hollow deck and everything, um, we said everything we need to know about him. Then we have his first mate, which I guess we're calling her Karen until we come up with a different name. You know, Haley. Haley. All right, Karen Haley. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> that is not. I know <laughs> that's not what you meant. All right, fine. Helen. <laughs> Helen Haley. There you go. Two H's. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, just like, you know. Nitty gritty. I'm getting caught on it. Yeah. Okay. So, first mate, older admiral, demoted because she took Picard's side and believes in the Romulans. Then we have ship's therapist is a Romulan, keeps everyone's secrets, but um, no one knows any of hers. Mm. Then we got security is the bug man who goes around and, you know, secures um engineer is i is owen the robot man who's just like a cyborg and he's a betazoid who's holding back his emotions right um there's a lot of fucking characters now that's the engineer then we have the helms which is the muslim character that we have not given a name or personality to yet and then we have the ensign which i've decided is a sulu arbitrarily right and then i want a Latino character on the ship somewhere. We do not have another role yet that we're going to have to find. A uh, science officer could do okay, that. Okay, yeah, there we go. So is that all the characters then? I guess so. Um, or like, all the main characters, you know, like I said, like we can have plenty of recurring All right, characters. let's take a break. I'm going to try to remember and write down all of those. So we'll stop here and then we'll come back and we'll go for like 20 or 30 more minutes to figure out the rest of the stuff. Okay. Because we got real hung up on characters, but we immediately had a concept, so. Oh, yeah. I think that's what matters in Star Trek, is the characters. Oh, yeah, that's the big thing. It doesn't really matter what they do. There's not really season arcs. Right, yeah, right. But we'll figure out in a second. 
Scott and I spent a lot more time working on this than I'd like to admit, so I'm just going to explain what we came up with. So the show is called Star Trek Fenris. On board the Fenris, a scout ship attached to the SS Loki, a crew of diverse heroes maintain order and peace in the neutral zone following the events of the Romulan Crisis. Starfleet doesn't care about the locals as much as they should. The crew walks the line between relief and militarization of the neutral zone. Now this is the crew we came up with. Captain Jason Momoa, strong-willed, secretly empathic, historian, and survivalist, with a decorated service and commitment to Starfleet that slowly erodes over time. First Officer Hellan, played by Sigourney Weaver. She's a Vulcan, former admiral. She was demoted for taking the Romulan side during the crisis. She's a no-nonsense diplomat with too much empathy, who is secretly an ex-Borg who hates war after years of fighting in it. Security Officer Gork, an insectoid beetle creature with a calm and submissive demeanor. Similar to Korg from Thor, a soft-spoken gentle giant with a terrifying appearance who strikes as a last resort. Engineer Owen One, a hard-working Betazoid with several cybernetic parts and a Russian accent. One of the strongest empaths in the galaxy, pained by headaches caused by the emotions of others, harmed by the pain in their soul, he convinced a Vulcan to mind-meld with him and give him a mental block to hold back his immense power. He wants to no longer be a Zoid. He wants to become fully robotic, removing the temptations, limitations, and emotions of flesh and bone. On our crew is a Romulan therapist and ambassador, a skilled therapist and master of keeping secrets, who no one can trust. She's cold and distant at times, but helps the crew deal with their various traumatic events throughout the series. She is secretly the ambassador for the Romulans that has been brought on board to give a second opinion that Starfleet doesn't really want on the ship. The Young Doctor, a Native American prodigy with imposter syndrome, who believes she doesn't belong here. On the surface, a completely professional doctor who awkwardly cares for her patients. In private, she lets her hair down. She is shy, unsure, and disconnected from the rest of the crew. She was once hurt badly when she lost someone she cared about, but doesn't want to get attached too much. Ensign Cherry Sulu, an excited ensign that breaks the rules, trying to live up to the legacy of her family. A fencing master and strategist with a hatred of Romulans, whose father is the son of Sulu. Helmswoman, we haven't given her a name yet. She is a Muslim, limit-pushing, need-for-speed influencer-slash-reporter. She keeps logs of everything on the ship for fun. She is addicted to the flight simulator in the holodeck. She hates the routine and wants action. And she's very self-critical of herself. Science Officer Arturo. A Latino cook, terraformer, biologist, morale officer, and party planner. Who has a husband and son who live on the ship. He also teaches all the children that the other officers have brought on board. Together, they brave the final frontier, fighting for the lost cause of peace in an increasingly chaotic and mysterious terrain of space known as the Neutral Zone. I'm writing an episode called The Hollow Man about all these characters, and it should come out next week. That's what we came up with. But yeah, what do you think? We cut down on the time. There was a half an hour in there of me going off topic. Right, yeah. But I think that's part of the fun. So this will be a bitch to fucking edit. But I think I'll have enough to cut out that it'll probably be like 55 to like 
an hour 20. Okay. Uh, but my question to you is, do you want to record another one today, or do you think we're done for today? Uh, I think we're good for today. All right. Well, one day we'll come back and we'll do another one of these where we'll talk about the season. Right. Normally we would go into that, but there's so much. We're so far in time-wise. Yeah. Um, all I know about the season arc is that basically it'd just be like, you know, Star Trek episodes, but with a slight grit to them because the whole, like, you know, everything has that sort of air of like, this is the, this area of space and what it's like. Kind of like how Voyager is where Voyager is about like, yes, it's Star Trek, but it's also about how they're trying to get home. Right. So this is, yeah, it's Star Trek, but they're also trying to maintain peace. Yeah. In this, like, and meet places that ha- the Starfleet knows nothing about because Romulan's been hiding it. Yeah. Because, like, they're the most secret people in the galaxy and they own an entire section of space. So, what the fuck is in there, right? <laughs> so, you could go batshit and you could also show what happens when first contact goes bad. What's it like to be an invading empire in a space that isn't yours, you know? Right. Because that's kind of what Starfleet is. It's like they're kind of, they're, they're like Britain going into places they don't belong they're not conquering this but they're putting footholds and they're like building bases so they kind of are yeah kind of like that's basically the purpose of this mission is to scout everything and build footholds with the loki like loki is there to build footholds and then they're like no we should be doing relief and like helping the people and making good deals and it's sort of like the clash in values that's like the core of the show. And I think that's really good. I think having a show where Star Trek confronts itself is a really good idea. Because the ideals of Star Trek are kind of unrealistic, but we hope that they will be. And that's kind of the fun. You know, it's about like the checks and balances. Right. Between, you know, good and not good. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say full on evil, but maybe. But yeah, um... So there we go. That's the first episode of this again. We haven't recorded in a long time. So, there it is. Star Trek Fenris. We hadn't recorded in a really long time, and I think we finally started shortening the length of time these recordings take. We spent almost two hours recording this, but at least... We didn't skip too much. I wish I could have included all the stuff we talked about when we were explaining the other three characters, but this podcast was getting really long, and I didn't want to keep it all in, and it isn't enough for its own thing. But I think I had a good time on all this, and I've already started writing the script for the next episode. So keep an eye out for The Hollow Man. I think it's going to be really good. Give Apple and YouTube a reach around for us. Review, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye.